Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. So you're alerted to new content. It's free. Your information is never sold or shared. Plus, we know you are busy and prefer quality to quantity, so we don't bug you with constant updates. The basis of our mission is to inspire you, support your personal growth, and make your busy life better, brighter, and easier. It's Saturday, February 19, 2011, and today's episode is successful relationships. Are they impossible to achieve, too difficult, or do we just make them so? To help us answer these questions and more is my guest, David Simonson, MS, LMFT. He's the author of the new ebook, Three Simple Steps, How to Be the Woman of Your Man's Dreams. David is the father of six and, the, and a husband for 15 years, and he's always looking for ways to help people to get unstuck in their life. He does this through working with people to find creative solutions to their everyday problems. For the past 10 years, David has had the honor of working with families and couples. And he has not only learned from this, but has also been touched in ways that has changed his own life. He continues to find new and unique ways to teach the lives of those, I'm sorry, to touch the lives of those who work with him. I'm glad we're talking about relationships and touching today. Uh, to learn more about David and his practice, you can check out www.helpforlife.net. Be sure to type the number four in the name Help for Life, and you can find a lot about David and get in contact with him directly through that site. There's so much more to cover. Let's get started. Hi, David. Welcome to Here We Are. Hi, Lucy. Thanks for having me on this beautiful uh, Saturday morning. Here, it's beautiful Saturday morning. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's beautiful there. I just want to make a note for the listeners that uh, a little weather notice where I am on the East Coast. We're having some wind uh, issues. And just in case I lose power where I'm at and the show goes uh, dark, David has been gracious enough to... Uh, be available whenever we can reschedule, and that will be soon if this happens, and we'll just start all over again. So we won't we won't miss anything. Just it'll just be a new time, and I'll tweet it and Facebook it and schedule it so everyone will know. Um, listeners, if you'd like to ask a question of David, please call in at six four six nine two nine twenty four seventy three. That's six four six nine two nine twenty four seventy three. Obviously, no two people 
or any one relationship can be the same. So for purposes of this show, David is here to help us understand more about the universal behaviors that go into making or breaking a relationship. David, can you start by, um, let's have you share with us something you see in a lot of your practice with regards to this topic. Thanks, Lucy. So first off, I I need to say I I completely agree with you that what we're going to talk about are universal things in relationships because there's so many people in the world that there's multitudes and multitudes of different types of relationship styles that um, people experience. But I think that the the thing that I see in my practice mostly as I work with couples and families are unfulfilled um, relationships and unfulfilled people. And that could be anything from uh, not feeling connected to in a friend relationship and not feeling connected to in your family, or even, you know, take that out into the job place where you just feel unfulfilled in your job. And people don't know how to get through that. They don't know what to do. They just feel stuck because they just feel so unfulfilled. All right. Now, I want you to extrapolate a little on that. When you say unfulfilled, how are they describing it to you so that the people that are listening can relate to it? Maybe maybe they're not using that particular word to to label the emotion sure. they're having. What does it what does it mean? Uh, you know, I I think you know, stuck in a rut. People will say I just feel like I'm stuck in a rut or um people email me questions on you know, on my website and they say I feel out of love. Um, I feel alone. I mean, it's it's things like that where I mean, we're in a huge world full of people, and there's no reason a person should feel alone. There's no reason a person uh, should feel stuck. And I think a lot of times they feel alone, they feel out of love, or they feel stuck because they just don't uh, know how to connect with people, or they don't have the tools, or they didn't grow up being taught how to um, have deep, meaningful relationships with people. All right, thank you for that. That uh, Now, that brings us to, to my first um, segue into the Valentine's Day issues that come up every year. And uh, mm-hmm. I was actually mm-hmm. just at an event with about 80 women, and in the small vicinity where I was sitting with a group of them, five out of the, the, the bunch of us had just had breakups in the last couple of weeks. Mm. And I was thinking in my head, knowing we were going to do the show, I wonder if it has something to do with this whole time of year when everyone starts to reassess. So we know that Valentine's Day leaves people feeling lonely and, as you said, unfulfilled. It's often the time we reassess our relationships. So let's jump in with the topic. And is it possible to achieve a successful relationship? And if so, how does one start? And I mean as one is in the person as well as the relationship. Yeah, I, I, I think it's funny that uh, I don't know why it is that Valentine's Day people choose to reassess their relationships. I, I think it's humorous to think that they've been in a horrible relationship and so that now they've been given permission one day of the year to reassess. But, I mean, that's that's for a whole other uh, topic potentially. Um, I think it is possible to achieve a successful relationship. Um, I think how one starts uh, in achieving a successful relationship is to truly know yourself. Um, what I see are people that go into relationships, and it could be romantic relationships or it could be, you know, very platonic relationships, and they get confused in those relationships because they don't know um, themselves. They don't know what they're really wanting in a relationship. And I think ultimately if you know yourself well, you can and will have successful relationships. So you have to know yourself. And I think that, I mean, you know, we, we, we learn cliche, who you right? are through, uh, 
Say that again? That sounds cliche, I know, but but I no, believe no, it's No, I don't I wasn't questioning if it doesn't sound cliche. I think that it's okay. a really broad area in the sense that people don't really understand how to know themselves. Is it I think you can say um I think when you can say what you don't want those are the people that are more tuned in to knowing themselves than saying like, oh, I want this, and maybe they've never had certain yeah. things. And, and it, this could be anything, love, a car, a house, whatever it is. It's when you know what you don't want is when you've really streamlined uh, your, your self, uh, you know, your search for who you are as a, as a person. Um, so, but I, I like that you're saying this, that this is know yourself is the first step to really uh, being in the relationship that could be successful. Is that is that right? Am I correct in that? Well, yeah, because if you look at, I don't know if you have uh, teenagers or, or some of your listeners will have teenagers, it, immature relationships begin with, oh, this girl likes me, so I will like her back simply because she likes me. And more mature relationships are this person likes me, but what kind of qualities and character traits do they have? Do I want to incorporate that into my life? Yeah, they're attractive. Yeah, they've got a lot of money, but they're selfish. They're self-centered. They're into themselves. And so I think a lot of times people have plans for their jobs. They have goals for what they want um, career-wise, for a new car, for where they're going to go to college, but they don't plan for relationships based on knowing themselves. They just kind of often kind of just go headlong into it because it feels good. And, and, I I, love that and I'm here to say, yeah, I don't think you should go into relationships because it feels, I think feelings are important, obviously, but I think there's a behavioral character uh, component to it as well. So I love what you just said, that it, and you can sum it up to be like you have to make a goal as to what you want in the relationship. You don't just go down the down the road willy-nilly. Uh, right. I really like that. So the first step would be knowing yourself, what you want, maybe what you don't want, and then goals. Really think, and I like the yes. comparison you made that everybody does. Oh, I'm going to go here to college. I'm going to take this job. I'm going to move to this town. I'm going to buy this car. Whatever it is that there are, I think some people uh, put more effort into planning their summer vacation than they do into their marriage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. And, and let's be honest, you know, if if you say I just want to have sex in a relationship and that's my goal, then you know, be honest about it and be upfront with the person because what's going to happen is if that's your goal but the other person's goal isn't that, obviously the relationship's not going to uh, be a successful one, you know, long term. Um right. and, and that's why I think honesty, upfront honesty in a relationship, it's it's is important. It's difficult I think for younger um, people to do it who who are kind of inexperienced. But what I found is the older people that I've worked with that have been through you know a, a divorce, they they have that ability to be very honest and upfront about what they're looking for in, a, in another relationship. Yeah, that's very good advice. Now, at the beginning of a relationship, all right. So let's say we we have some people who are, they know themselves. They have they're setting out these goals. They're they're being honest with their goals, like you just said. Most people have had the experience. So you jump, you get into a relationship, and by the third or maybe even the sixth month mark, you start to say, "What am I doing?" And then, you know, how long is long enough? And I do see this with women that they stay in relationships for a whole lot longer. I've done it myself. Than than one should stay in the relationship. 
So is there is there a time frame? Is is there something almost like biological or chemical that can tell us like after the the high of the beginning of the romantic relationship wears off, it's time to say at three months or six months like, oh boy, maybe this isn't the person for me. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's all, obviously it's always going to depend on the situation and the person. But but when I talk to people about dating, I'm always talking to them that about it's it's all about gathering information. And at some point in time, and I, and I don't know, it's going to depend on the person. At some point in time, you have enough information to determine if this is a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. And um, I would say, you know, I would say after a year of serious dating, you would have enough information to know. Um, but the problem with that is that I think um, people get into a year of dating and they think, oh, I put so much time and work into it. Just to break up now, oh, that, I'm going to work at it a little bit longer. And then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. They keep working, and then they keep telling themselves, oh, um, I put more time into it. i got to keep working. And so then you just see these miserable people, and you just right. think, oh, my goodness, you've been dating for four years, and you're miserable. Why are you still in? And so then they come to me, and it's almost like they're looking for permission to be out of, this, be out of the relationship. And I, I gladly give permission to people because I, I do not want to see people unhappy in their relationships or unfulfilled. Do you, is one of the things you uh, offer them is self-forgiveness where you say, like, forgive yourself for being in this relationship for four years and miserable and now you can move on? Um, you know, I, I don't – I am not a self-forgiveness guy because I don't know where that concept really comes from. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more of a black and white, hey, you've made some mistakes, let's just move on from that and learn. So I tend to be, you know, I look at it, people are either student or victims of their circumstances, and victims are the ones that tend to stay in relationships long-term that are horrible. Students learn from their relationships and they move on. And I, I like think that. most people like want to be students, they just need help um, mm -hmm. kind of making that switch in their thinking. And learning the word no. And it's okay to see that. Yeah. And that, that goes yes. to the relationship you're in. You know, and and I, I, I like what you were saying. I want to go a little further with this. That it, Obviously, in any relationship, there's a degree of difficulty. No matter how in love you are or how wonderful everything is and smooth, there's always going to be a bump or two here and there. At what point? When things become too difficult, uh, is it too, you know, when is the time to really say, like, like, and I like what you said, that after a year people are miserable, but they keep going, oh, and they're bandaging it, and you know, with, or with spit and tape, they're keeping the relationship together. And I am not, for the audience purposes, referring to assault or abuse issues. That is a completely sure. different uh, topic. Right now we're talking about romantic and the typical things that people do when you get annoyed because maybe – I don't know, you know, he honks when he blows his nose or whatever the thing is that starts <laughs> to wear a grate on your, your nerves. When do you really say, like, okay, is is it just that you're just not happy? Because everybody goes through ups and downs. You see where I'm going right. with now, this? Now, are, you, are you speaking from personal experience, honking when he blows his nose? No, I'm actually not, but that was the only thing that popped, popped into my head that way that I could say on air, so yes. <laughs> right. Um, so a couple, a few years back, a, a movie came out, Jerry Maguire, um, and mm -hmm. and the big thing in that movie was show me the money, and then there was another phrase that women found so romantic: "You complete me." Yes. And <laughs> and I think that's one of the worst 
that's one of the biggest disservices to relationships that there has been out there. I don't think people complete one another. I think that you need to be a whole person before you get into a relationship. Because when you look to someone as completing you and they don't, you, you get immensely disappointed and you keep trying to figure out why aren't they completing me? If I do it this way, maybe they will complete me. If I do it this way, then we'll be completed. And, and I think that's one of the things um, that will let you know when a relationship becomes do, too difficult when you lose yourself. And I think you'll easily lose yourself if you view someone as the completion of yourself. Um, I think when you're in a relationship that becomes too controlling, when a man or, or woman wants to know your every move, when they want you to not have any, not have any friends, um, I think boundaries, when boundaries are pushed, when people are not respecting boundaries, because I think even in relationships, boundaries need to be respected. And when you have an experience of a person that's over and over and over, they, they keep disrespecting your boundaries, then that should be a red flag to you. And, and just like con being controlling and losing yourself, those should be red flags that would make you start thinking, ah, maybe this isn't a good relationship to be in. And, you know, a, a lot of what you're talking about, I write in my series, Live Your Life Out Loud, under women in uh, culture and, and on in that category on the blog. And it is, I, I, what you're saying, if I hear you correctly, is that, you know, obviously being a whole person, but it's it's really, a, it's about putting yourself first before you go into yeah. the relationship and then and, and making boundaries. But a lot of people, especially women, boundaries are easily broken or they are non-existent. Right, and, and I, I totally agree with you, putting yourself first. And some people say, oh, that's selfish. But I think when it comes to relationships, you have to be selfish because if you're not, if, you, if you're not looking at I need to take care of myself here, then you're just going to be hurt and you're going to be damaged and then you're going to move on to another relationship and, you know, you're going to take hurt and damage with you from the past into that next relationship. And for some people, it just becomes this recurring cycle that happens over and over and over again. And, and I wanted to add something quickly. I think that if you have a good relationship with your family, they are a good resource to help you determine if the person you're dating is a good match for you. So if your mom likes the woman you bring home, that type of a thing? Yes. And, and, okay. I, and then my ca my one caveat to that is if you have a fairly healthy relationship with your family. I'm glad you added that tidbit because I I don't know if I agree with with uh, you know the mom has to to I don't know we'll, that's another show maybe we'll talk about that because <laughs> we are going to talk a little bit about in laws but I'm, we're going to get to that and I like what you're talking about just being whole before you start but a lot of people self sabotage comes into play when you start a relationship where you've been in a relationship and maybe things are going well and, and certainly we could talk for hours on this but are there behaviors right. or actions and reactions that you witness in your practice that could help us understand like when and why people make things difficult as, as sort of a, a, a response to their own self-sabotage right you know i think uh, the why people do have difficulty in, in relationships is because a lot of times they're attempting to manage or heal trauma from the past, from their upbringing. So, for example, one, one example I'll see is, is, a, is a woman that um, feels like she was really controlled by her father and wasn't allowed to do things and was grounded and was never allowed to date and, and things like that. A lot of times the positive part of that is that they become a very independent, strong um, woman, but then they often seek 
marriage with or relationship with a guy who is kind of laid back, not motivated. And so then they're drawn to that, but then at the same time, they're irritated and angry that this guy that they're with won't be more motivated and won't take charge of his life more. But what often happens is the woman doesn't realize she's seeking that relationship out as a way to heal the um, trauma that she had from her past of not being able to be in control of her life. And then she brings this guy in and she can be in control of his life and her life. But then there's kind of a rub. She doesn't want to be. And that that's just one example. I mean, there's numerous examples mm -hmm. of um, trauma from the past that affects people's relationships in present day. And then how it plays out in today's, in your life today, every day. I, I, oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, for sure. In every area, I think. People, I think self-sabotage can happen in anything, your job, whatever you're doing, school. Um, in your ebook, Three Simple Steps, you write about food, sex, and respect. Let's get to the third okay. one uh, and focus on respect for a little bit in, in a relationship. What is it, really? What is it? How, is, how does it manifest in a relationship so that one realizes that they have respect? And, and, uh, and this is, let's presume that somebody has a little self-respect and they're in a mm -hmm. relationship. So they're, well, they're in my book, Yeah, in my book specifically, it, it wasn't talking about self-respect. While that's important, I think in, a, in any type of relationship between a man and a woman, a man, to, to thrive in the relationship, a man needs to be respected. Now, let me, let me clarify that. I, that does not mean the man has to always be in charge. I think there's this uh, false idea that, you know, the man's the, I got to be the man of the house. Well, I think that may be appropriate at times. Um, I think respect is about viewing the man in your relationship as someone, viewing him as valuable. Um, and, and what I suggest to women, and I've seen it work over and over, is, you know, my husband does. My husband comes home and he doesn't want to talk with me. He just sits in front of the couch. And you know, I think it's because the TV is more interesting than you are. Oh, how dare you say that? But then I can lay down, you know, a, some very solid points on how when the man comes home, he doesn't feel respected because you're not showing him value in what he brings to this marriage. So something as simple as I really appreciate the work that you do, honey, you are valuable to me. Um, I'm glad that you're here with me. While those seem simple and, and they often happen in the first, you know, one or two years of marriage, those kind of things slowly die um, as people kind of get in a rut or they get used to one another. And so then this, this idea of respect is lost and the husband just kind of loses interest. And he'll now, look wait, wait, for wait, wait, David. I, I, I'm going to pick a bone with you here. Okay. I think this. I mean, does I? I, I know your book is, is. It's the. It's the first part, and it's, you know, how to be the the woman of your man's dream, dream. So that that way, you know, you have a certain uh, angle when you were writing this. But I think this goes both ways. Yes. That all people want is a little yeah, oh, yeah, validation I, I completely, and respect. I, I agree. I think, um, and, and this is, I'll let out a little bit of what my next book is going to be about. But I think for women, there's guys are easy. It's, there's three, three simple things. For women, it's a little bit more challenging, but it's one specific thing. And, and I believe the one specific thing for women has to do with security, and it's not just financial security. It's emotional, physical, financial. It's kind of this umbrella that, in my experience, if, if a woman feels like in her relationship she has security, 
you know, and, and branch that out into any number of topics that relate to security, she will she will feel stable in the relationship and and so that that's where I think it does go both ways. I I, I would okay. agree with you there. Okay, we're we're gonna. So we can put gonna, that bone to rest, right? We can bury that bone. For for now, we can. I I'm gonna have you back on this show, David, and we are gonna talk <laughs> okay. some more about that. Um, Okay. okay, in preparing for the show, I did ask you to expand a bit beyond romantic love uh, as the relationship topic. And and you mentioned uh, wimpy husbands. What mm-hmm. about them? Um, they're no good. You don't want a wimpy husband. <laughs> and oh, and oh, where, I agree with you I, on that, yes. But, but how do you okay, know you have where, one, and, and what do you do if you, if you have a wimpy well, husband? Well, the, cla- the classic wimpy husband is when there's a mother-in-law issue. And and it's a glaring issue, you know. The mother-in-law completely disrespected the wife or or whoever, and so the woman goes to the husband, and the husband does nothing about it. He said, "Oh, that's just my mom. That's just the way she is. Um, that's a wimpy husband," and and you don't want a wimpy husband because you will not be happy in your relationship with it. And that's just one example of a wimpy husband. Another example is um, you're at an intersection and you want to go to a certain place. Turning left or turning right gets you to the same place, but one way is maybe two seconds quicker. And Mm -hmm. the husband says, I think I'm going to turn left. And the wife says, what? Why would you turn left? That's a horrible way to go. And the husband sighs and turns the way that the the wife wanted to turn. That's a wimpy husband. So no give and take. You have to have, there's got to be a certain rub, I think, to make things really work. There's got to be right. fire. Right. Because, I, I, again, I'm not a woman, obviously, but in my experience, women tend to not be really into wimpy guys. They want a guy in their relationship or in their life that they can respect and respect comes from a little bit of strength. And, and a so lot of backbone. You, mm-hmm. Right. And, and and it's not abusive. It, it's just no, no, no. A, a guy that knows what he wants and a guy that can stand up for what's right. And when guys don't do that, I call them wimpy. Well, all right. You you, you talked about the moms. What about jealous right. in-laws? And, and and listen, we have four minutes left, so I want you to get this in because I think we could do an entire show on this issue. So that may be, if you want to come back, that may be our next show, David. Uh, what about, <laughs> yeah, the, what about the jealous in-laws? What do you do? You marry somebody and now you've got these in-laws that are pains in the butts. Right. I'm not so convinced that it's always about jealousy. I think a lot of times it's about expectations. I think that uh, when it, it's expectations that have not been talked about. And and I experienced that in my own life where I didn't talk with my parents about these expectations that I was going to have as a married man. And what happened a lot of times, it caused confusion in the relationship with um, with my wife and I and with with my parents. And so then that just didn't sit well. And so eventually I figured it out that it was about unmet expectations. And and still, I mean, I still experience some issues with with my parents at times, but my focus is my wife, and and my parents know that. Yeah, that's definitely a big area, and I know a lot of women get into marriages or they're dating someone long term, and then suddenly the the there are there are definitely in law type issues that come well, up, and things, yeah, and things I gotta in, tell you. In, 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 during instances you don't expect it. 
Yeah, yeah. And, and um, my on my blog, when I look at the stats, the two biggest web searches um, f- that find my blog are wimpy husbands and jealous in-laws. And so... <gasps> Oh, we you definitely gotta know need to talk that, more about this. Definitely. Right. I mean, those are two issues that are um, universal. <laughs> okay. David, we have two minutes left. I want you to tell me what's next for you, what's coming up in, in, in what you're doing. Obviously, you're going to continue your practice, and your website is thriving, and you have this ebook out, which is available on Amazon. Uh, what more? What's next? Um, well, I'm slowly working on a Ph.D. in family psychology. Um, I'm hoping to get that uh, f- completed this year. I'm wor- going to start working on my next ebook, the the other half, and then I I have some can't say specifically what it is, but I have some TV stuff in the works potentially. Um, oh, very nice. To, working with um, families and and so we'll see. I can't be specific about it right now. Nothing okay. signed, but hopefully hopefully something will be signed in the next couple weeks, and then. Maybe I can come back on and talk more about it. Oh, that'd be great. And we will keep our fingers crossed for you. This has been oh, really fun, and I hope that uh, – I know we, we had a lot to cover. I really mean it. I'm inviting you back here on the air. Uh, will you come back? Oh, I'd love to, yeah. Great. Um, is there anything – A bit, uh, one last glimmer of uh, you know thing that we should take with us just that we could carry in our pockets when we're either in a relationship, starting a relationship, one, one kernel of knowledge that we should always remember? Um, know yourself, have goals, and gather information. Love it. Very simple. One, two, three. Know yourself, right. have goals, and gather information. Do the interview. Correct? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's difficult, okay. but it will save you a lot of pain and months and years of heartache. That's very good advice, David. Thank you. And listeners, if you want to find out more about David or contact him, you can find him at www.helpforlife.net. And again, it's the number four. David, thank you for sharing your time with us and lending your your expertise to us. I think this was uh, very informative. Thank you. I, I enjoyed it. And and thank you, listeners, for sharing part of your busy day with us. We understand that every minute counts, and we hope our radio shows and lifestyle information at herewearewithlucy.com help to make your life better, brighter, and easier on your way to running the world. I'm Lucy Weston, and I look forward to talking with you next time on Here We Are. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.